I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 58, Kegels for Incontinence. A couple months ago, I was with a group of women, and I know you've been in this situation before where there's all these women and we're talking about how many kids we have. Do we stay at home? Do we work at home? Do we work outside the home? And of course, when it came to be my turn, I briefly mentioned that I was a pelvic floor physical therapist and I had a clinic and I, you know, sold some programs on online and I left it at that. And this woman says, oh, pelvic floor. Oh, I just did a couple kegels. Aren't you proud? And I said, well, it really just depends on what your goals are, because I really did not want to launch into my entire opinions about kegels within the first couple minutes of meeting these women. And so I continued just to kind of ask a couple more questions. And she, and she really kept saying, well, I, I, I know I'm supposed to do kegels, right? And I said, well, it, again, it just kind of depends on what your goals are and she kind of kept after it. And I said, well, I mean, do you like doing them? And she says, no, I hate them. And I said, okay, well, why do you hate them? She goes, well, I don't even think they work, but it, even when I did do them, they didn't work and I never remembered to do them. So it's hard to say if they really work or not. And I said, well, yeah, I don't, I don't really love kegels either. And she's really, you don't love kegels. And I said, no, I, I really don't. And so I did my quick little elevator speech to explain to her why I really don't like kegels. And in further meeting with this woman, and she messaged me at the end of this meeting with these other women, and we had a further conversation about it. And really what she explained to me was, she said, well, it's so fascinating to me that you told me that you don't like kegels because for me, they've never worked. And I feel like I've always had leakage, but all my friends tell me to do kegels. My doctor tells me to do kegels. When I look online, it tells me to do kegels. But then here you are saying that you don't really like them because you don't think they work. And I said, well, in your experience, did they work? And she said, no. I said, great. Then I said, let that be the answer enough for you. And she says, well, why don't you like them? And then I went into a lot more depth of explaining to her why I really don't like kegels. Because I think if you go to look online to see, okay, I'm leaking, I'm peeing my pants, I have incontinence, however you want to describe it. If you went to the Googles and looked for that information, it would probably tell you, you need to do kegels. And the reason behind that has more to do with strengthening your pelvic floor so that those muscles are doing their job. But I often think that we just take the, yes, we should do kegels just for, 
for face value and do them. But I also think they're hard to remember and no one really likes doing them. People question if they're doing them the right way. So that's a problem in itself. And you really have a very low chance of doing them correctly if you read about them. And really when you do kegels, I I mean, I have a whole list. I have a hundred reasons why I don't love kegels. But one of the other reasons that I don't love it is while you're trying to do kegels, oftentimes you will pick up bad habits that negatively influence how your pelvic floor works. And to me, that's a bigger problem because really understanding how the pelvic floor works, which is my job, not yours, it does a lot that we have no idea that it does. It does so much. And I bring this up because I think it's something where we're trying to, and and for good reason, we're trying to make this positive impact in this change on our pelvic floor because we either leak or we had babies or we've been told that we have to, but we don't really know what we need to do or why we're doing it. So I wanted to briefly tell you how the pelvic floor works in relationship to controlling our bladder so that we're not peeing our pants when we run, laugh, cough, sneeze, any of those types of activities. So one of the things that the pelvic floor does naturally and on its own is it contracts in response to downward pressure. And so let's take a step back. Our bladder is what holds all of our urine. And I, I'm not going to get too sciencey, so don't, so don't worry. But the, the bladder holds all of our urine. And then there's a tube or a hose that comes out of it, our urethra, and that's how it leaves or exits the body, which is really great because it does need to exit the body. However, at the end of that tube is some of our pelvic floor muscles that squeeze against the end of that tube or that hose, almost like, I'm sure you guys have all been outside in the summer and someone has said, turn off the hose, turn off the hose. And you can't get to it. You can't um, get to the spigot to turn it off. And then someone will step on it and it will either quit that huge gush or at least slows it down quite a bit. Think of the stepping on the hose like the pelvic floor squeezing, but the pelvic floor should be so much more reliable than having to tell it or stomp on the end of that hose or squeeze the muscles against. Naturally, the body does it on its own. The pelvic floor knows what to do. However, now we have to think, okay, well, why wouldn't the pelvic floor be doing what it's supposed to do? More than likely, it's not strong enough. So I'm sure you have tried to pick something up before, and it's not like you can't pick up other things, but now that you have to pick up this very heavy item, well, now it's so much harder to do. Well, what changed? The weight of it, right? So I want you to take a step back. So earlier I said that the pelvic floor contracts in response to downward pressure, So when I go to yell, like at my dogs or something, because we have three of them, when I go to yell, that's downward pressure. And so think of it like this, as I'm yelling, there's, and I exaggerated that if you're watching this on YouTube, as I yell, you can kind of see that I kind of bend over a little bit. There's now increased pressure in my abdomen and that pelvic floor without me even realizing it, it squeezed against the end of that hose. So that pressure didn't push on that bladder and then cause that urine to leak out. So very simply put, 
me going to pick up a five pound box is very easy. The same muscles that I use to pick, out the, pick up the five pound box is going to be the same as the 10 pound box. Just like my pelvic floor is showing up for me when I go to yell like, hey girls, because you have three girls. That's how I yell at them. My pelvic floor is still showing up for me. It's doing the same thing just like my arms will be doing to go pick up this five pound box or 10 pound box. But then, okay, let's say my husband says, or, you know, there's a big Amazon box and I need to go help lift this 50 pound box. Let's say, I'm just thinking about this because <laughs> I had to do this the other day. And I, when I went to go pick it up, I thought, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. And so I went to pick it up and the same muscles that I use to pick up the five pound box and 10 pound box, the, the same premise was there, right? Cause I had to bend over and pick it up off the ground. The same muscles were working, but they had to work so much harder. Now, thankfully I exercise and I lift weights and I do a lot of body weight and I like to use my Ligree machine at home. And the cool thing about that was I was able to bend down and pick it up. Now let's liken the same thing, right? So the same muscles that I'm using to pick up, pick up this 50 pound box, it's the same thing that's happening with a five pound box and 10 pound box. So our pelvic floor for me to yell, well, let's say I want to go jump on the trampoline with my kids. It's the same muscles, the same pelvic floor doing the same thing, managing my downward pressure when I yell just like it would be for me to go jump on the trampoline. However, me yelling and like creating that pressure, right? Like someone's like stepping on my bladder or ste stepping on that balloon and my pelvic floor is doing its job by squeezing against the end of that urethra. So I'm not leaking. The same pelvic floor should be doing the same thing, except it's just more weight or more pressure to manage if I were to go jump on the trampoline, because now it's my whole body jumping up and down. That's the pressure that it's having to manage. So if I leak on the trampoline, then what ends up happening is that my pelvic floor isn't strong enough. Just like, okay, let's take this whole situation into reverse. Let's say I have to go outside and pick up a five pound or a 10 pound box from Amazon on my front step. I have to bend over, pick it up and bring it in. Can I do it? Yes. Then the next day, let's say I have to go back out there and now there's a 50 pound Amazon box that I have to go pick up and I can't do it. What's the difference? It's the same set of muscle groups. It's the same activity, except maybe I'm not strong enough to do that. Maybe I don't exercise. Maybe my physical fitness isn't important to me to be able to pick up a 50 pound box. I grew up living on property and having to do lots of manual labor. And so this is very much ingrained in me. It's one of the reasons I love lifting weights and why I think women should not to do manual labor, but it's really good for our bodies. More on that on another day. But that same premise, right? Like the same muscles for me to pick up a five pound box and a 50 pound box, it's the same, except my muscles just have to be that much stronger. And the same thing goes for our pelvic floor. If you can yell and not leak, compared to jumping on the trampoline, it's the same muscles. But if you're leaking when you jump on the trampoline or you're leaking when you sneeze or you're leaking when you run, then it's the same muscles that are working with other lesser weight or tension or pressure, however you want to think about it in other scenarios. We just have to get those muscles stronger. So 
my, my, my point here that I want you to think about is that all we have to do is get those muscles stronger. So my question for you is using kegels or leaking or incontinence going to be the thing that gets us to our goal of not leaking? Probably not. Here's why. Okay. So we already talked about like the five pound and the 50 pound box, right? And then the yelling and then the trampoline. So let me ask you this question. If I was trying to get stronger to be able to lift that 50 pound box with biceps, like let's say I'm trying to do some bicep curls, should I be doing five pounds or should I be doing 50 pounds or around there? Well, maybe that's a bad example. Going five pounds to 50 pounds for a bicep curl would be a lot. Let's say like 25 pounds, right? So if you can lift a five to 10 pound box and you're training to do a lift to lift a 50 pound box, then probably lifting weights around 25 or more would better suit you to get the goal, right? Okay. So then let's say someone came to you and said, okay, you're wanting to lift a 50 pound box and we need to work on our biceps. All right. I'm going to have you do three pound bicep curls. What? <laughs> that seems so silly, doesn't it? And then they also say, okay, then I just want you to like squeeze your biceps and then relax them. And I just want you to squeeze your biceps and then relax them. What would you think? You probably would think, okay, we really need to be kicking this into high gear because if I'm going to lift a 50 pound box, there is no way that lifting three pound dumbbells to do bicep curls with, and then just squeezing and relaxing is enough to get me to lift this 50 pound box. I, right? I, I think we can all be in agreement on this, right? So I brought this example up because doing kegels to get our pelvic floor stronger, to be able to jump on a trampoline, it is the same analogy. And it always cracks me up when I bring this up and I talk about this in conversation. And believe me, I talk about this a lot and I'm happy to do it because it's just one of those nuances that I feel like needs to have a lot more explanation sur surrounding this. And so, okay, let's, let's go back to this idea. So if, if you had to bet on the person, like who's going to get to their goal, if you had two women and their, their goal is to lift a 50 pound box, they couldn't at the start. And they have one person that's saying, all right, let's do like 25 pounds or more, like let's keep working on like getting those bite those biceps um, stronger, like really using those heavier dumbbells that are closer to the weight that the, the that these muscles need to be able to support in order to reach the goal of lifting that fifty pound box. Okay, there's that girl, and then there's the other gal who is doing three pounds, much less than what the five, the original five lift, being able to lift that five pound box consisted of, but then <laughs> we have three pounds and we're just squeezing and relaxing and squeezing and relaxing. Who are you going to put your money on? The girl who is lifting heavier. She is going to be the one to be able to lift that 50 pound box. Why? Because she's training for the actual event or the actual goal that she wants, not just saying, let's take an easier route and hope that we can get there. This is the same principle. This is the same analogy that goes along with doing kegels. 
Because if you remember in the beginning of this episode, I said the pelvic floor contracts in response to downward or vertical pressure. So when I go to yell, how much weight is that? I don't know. Let's just, let's call it five pounds. Let's keep it very simple here. That is five pounds of pressure that my pelvic floor has to squeeze against my urethra so that my bladder with that pressure, I'm not leaking anywhere, right? So while I can't necessarily prove it to you, just take my word for it. So when I go to yell, like I have to go yell at the dogs or something, my pelvic floor is doing its job against that five pounds. Then let's say, okay, well now I want to go jump on a trampoline. And while I do not weigh 50 pounds, I don't even weigh a hundred pounds. I weigh more than that, of course, but just for argument's sake, but also just to keep it very conservative and not to prove my point, but to really illustrate my point, let's say it's 50 pounds. So if I go to jump on the trampoline and I'm leaking, what's the problem? But I don't leak when I yell. My my pelvic floor muscles are not strong enough to support my 50 pounds of weight on the trampoline, right? So if I were to go train, let's go back to that same premise. I could squeeze my pelvic floor and relax and squeeze my pelvic floor and relax, much like the gal lifting three pounds and squeezing and relaxing her biceps. Or I could say, okay, I'm going to train for the actual event. I'm actually going to jump but I'm going to change up my variations. Or maybe I'm going to start with a jumping activity that I don't leak at, where I know my pelvic floor is showing up, right? Because that pelvic floor is going to contract in response to that downward or that vertical pressure. And I'm going to work up to it much like the gal who was training with the 25 pound weights with the dumbbells and then working her way up with the weights. Who would you bet on? So now let's have a second competition. If we had a gal who could yell, didn't leak, two gals. That's right. We got two. We have two gals who both can yell and they don't leak. That tells us that their pelvic floor is doing their job in supporting their weight or that pressure when they yell. The pelvic floor is strong enough. And then let's say we take both of these women and we make them jump on the trampoline and both of them are leaking. What does that tell us? To me, that says their pelvic floor is not working. It's not, or it's not strong enough, I should say. I can't work with that amount of pressure, of that amount of weight. So then who would you put your money on who would be able to jump on the trampoline without leaking? The gal who's just going to do kegels, squeeze and relax and squeeze and relax, or the gal who actually is training for the event, the actual event and doing what the actual event is going to require of her, jumping. Who who would you put your money on? Now, after listening to me talk about this, I would hope that you would put your money on the gal who was using jumping because that's a really great way to get your pelvic floor stronger. Of course, doing it in a way where you're successful and not leaking in the process. But prior to this episode, you probably would have said, well, if she if she can't jump on the trampoline, why would we do jumping? She's just going to leak. Well, now that you know that jumping or that downward pressure, our pelvic floor is already working. My hope is, is that you would choose the gal who is using jumping. That's the gal that you would bet on. That's the gal that you would put your money on. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Be the girl who's jumping. Or if you're not quite ready to, oh my gosh, there's no way I could, I can't even cough without leaking or I can't even sneeze without leaking. I No, 
then trust me, put your money on me and believe me when I say this is how your pelvic floor works. Naturally and physiologically, this is what the body is doing. Utilize that and train for the actual event that you're not yet able to do. That's your goal. And so this is why, this is one of the many reasons why when women ask me, well, Polly, why don't you like kegels? If I leak, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what, that's one of the reasons is it's just not giving you enough oomph. It's not giving you enough strength and it's really not giving you enough training. And so with that, I want to encourage you to grab the three reasons that kegels don't work and what will guide in the show notes. I would love for you to schedule a Your Pelvic Floors Next Step phone call with me. And I also would love to invite you to come join me in the No Kegels University sorority. Make sure you answer the questions so I can approve you. But I also want to encourage you to not do kegels today. I want you to try jumping. And jump in a way that you can do it successfully where you're not leaking. And of course, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about your experience. And so I want you to also remember that you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. I'll see you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.